This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network, presented by Prize Picks. Get a match deposit of up to $100 with code MMN at prizepicks.com on your first deposit. Hit the link down in the description. Tons of stuff down in the description as well. We're going to have our prize picks. You can have the time codes for the injury reports for running backs, receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks. All of the links to the rankings this week are all updated. They're down there as well, as is the link to the injury report and newsletter. A new one will come out every single Saturday evening, but I always have the other ones always updated as well. So the link is down there right now if you want to go hit it. Reminder to smash the like while you're here and sub to the channel, download the audio podcast, and we'll jump straight to prize picks and try to figure out what we are doing for this week. There are two immediately that jumped out to my mind that I like. One is for receiving yards, and we're going to go to the Dallas game, and we're going to go to Dalton Schultz. So Dalton Schultz, more than 41 and a half receiving yards. He has beat this in three consecutive games. Coincidentally, the three games that... Dak Prescott returned to action, so he targets CeeDee Lamb, and then he targets Dalton Schultz, and then everyone else is kind of a crapshoot. So 49 is the lowest total he's had over those three games, well above it in two of them. So we're going to keep on the train here in what could be a high-scoring indoor game against Minnesota and go the 41.5. The other one is rushing yards that I like. And it's going to be a quarterback, and it's going to be Danny Jones. Oh, it's already up. A yard, that's still fine, though. I like it up to 40 and a half, and it's 34 and a half at the moment. So Daniel Jones, more than 34 and a half rushing yards against the Detroit Lions. Basically, what you're looking at right here with the Lions is their ability to play man coverage, turn their backs to the defense. Then all of a sudden, you get your five to seven rushes per game for Daniel Jones. He should be able to break off at least one of chunk yardage than the rest, you know, two, four, five at a time, whatever. As long as he gets in that, like, 15-16, which he should against the style of defense that the Detroit Lions are playing. We're going to go 200 to pay 600 because, you know, we we won on Monday night for the first time in ages. So a little bit more money to play with here. Also, new at prize picks starting this week is a six play. Six play for 25 times your money. Now, I can barely hit two. So six is probably going to uh, be pressing it a little bit. But here's some of the other ones that I like. Obviously, I had the Daniel Jones in there as well. Did not include Dalton Schultz on this one, but Mac Jones more than nine and a half rushing yards. We've seen him hit that in three of the past four games and against the Jets last time as well. Guys are covered down the field. The Jets play excellent pass defense. Drops back to pass, gets pressure, rolls out. Then there's no one there. Much in the same way with Daniel Jones against the Lions. The Jets will be the same way for Mac Jones. So more than nine and a half rushing yards. Devontae Adams, less than 80.5 receiving yards. We've seen Adams go big spike games, then down games. It all depends on the defensive coverage. Patrick Sertain on Devontae Adams this entire game. Listen, if he beats me, he beats me. That's fine. He is dealing with abdominal pain at the moment as well. Was on the injury report all week. He's going to play, but I could see this coming in well less than 80.5 receiving yards. DJ Moore, less than four receptions. Faker Mayfield back at quarterback more killed these numbers when pj walker page was playing qb but uh no longer the case for dj Moore here even in catch-up mode do not love the carolina offense this week at all and then we're going to go same game at the bottom both rushing yards david montgomery Solomons, khalil herbert more than 65 and a half rushing yards and then on the other side cordero patterson more than 44 and a half rushing yards as well 
Really like CPAT in this spot. I know that he was down a week ago on Thursday night. They were trailing for a lot of that game. They turned to Tyler Algier. In this game with the state of the Bears defense, which is not good, I could see CPAT. CPAT might get this all on one rush because that's the type of running back that he has two big chunk plays and we're there. Probably only needs eight to 10 carries in order to hit this mark. So those are the six that I like in terms of a six pack. You can kind of fool around with it. I'll be adding some throughout the course of the weekend as well. If numbers shift, I always use runthesims.com to get my projections. Then I use try to try to use my logic that go along with it. All right. So that's the prize picks for the week. Let's jump over to the injury report for running back. Once again, all of the rankings are updated down in the description. If you click on the newsletter, you can find the injury report and all the hot links to everything throughout the course of the week. The Listeners League on DraftKings still has a few spots available if you want to jump into that. Running backs, Eno Benjamin, released by the Cardinals. He's been signed by the Texans. Not quite sure how much run he's going to get this week. Wouldn't expect it to be a ton, but he's on the Texans now, in case you were wondering. James Conner and... uh, who is it? Keontae Ingram will be the primary backup for James Conner this week, which means James Conner probably going to play like 80 plus percent of the running back snaps for the Cardinals Monday night against the Niners. Fournette is not expected to miss time, but he is on by Rashad White's been eating into his totals so far. Khalil Herbert has been placed on injured reserve out at least four games. Tristan Ebner is going to back up David Montgomery with the Bears, but still like a big spike for Montgomery this week in terms of week one action. Zeke is going to be back in. Still expect Pollard to lead that split we'll see on that though i've been wrong in the past people know who watch the show or listen to the show know how wrong i can be about these things but i'd expect 55 45 60 40 in favor of tony pollard this week i have to start one i'm starting pollard Deion jackson returns for the indianapolis colts kind of worried that this eats into the receiving work for jonathan taylor if they get down in that game to the eagles which is likely considering their seven point dogs at home in this contest but I don't expect this to be the 10-catch game for Deion Jackson. I would still expect him to play only like 20-25% max of the snaps, and that can go the other way very quickly as well with Jonathan Taylor playing almost 100% of the snaps a week ago. As long as he remains above 80% of the snaps for the Colts, he's going to have a very good fantasy game. Mark Ingram is out for the Saints. That means we're going to see a whole lot of Alvin Kamara. We'll get Taysom Hill into the mix, probably inside the red zone, which is never fun for Alvin Kamara owners. Gus Edwards still questionable. He's a game time decision for Sunday. So check back on Sunday to see if we have more information about him. If he doesn't play, Kenyon Drake is a smash spot here against the Panthers. And J.D. McKissick, neck injury has been placed on season-ending injured reserve. That means Brian Robinson will probably lead the backfield. Well, most definitely lead the backfield in terms of carries, but in terms of receiving work, most of the time that Antonio Gibson is on the field, the commanders are passing around like 67% of the time. So expect to split there. And the fantasy value for Antonio Gibson is likely actually more because he plays a ton in the red zone. and He plays a ton in the receiving game, which kind of just outdoes volume on the ground because they are not passing to Brian Robinson at all. At least in this situation, Antonio Gibson can kind of get there without scoring a touchdown where Brian Robinson needs to score a touchdown in order to get there for you this week. Uh, Randall Cobb played for the Green Bay Packers on Thursday, so he has returned. He is good. Mecole Hardman is out at least four weeks, placed on injured reserve. In that same game, Juju Smith-Schuster is out with a concussion, meaning more Kadarius Tony in our life might even get an uptick for Marquez Veldes-Scantling as well. Corey Davis is out for the Jets. Meaning Denzel Mims is probably starting on the outside. We'll have Elijah Moore and Braxton Berrios on the inside. But Garrett Wilson is obviously the one that you want to play in the situation. Jerry Judy is out. KJ Hamler is out. And Kendall Hinton is actually 
potentially going to be out as well for the Denver Broncos. So an awful lot of Sutton, an awful lot of Greg Dulcich in this matchup. Another good prize picks play, by the way, or streaming tight end. If you need someone, Greg Dulcich back down into the mid-30s in terms of his prop price this week. Cooper Cup placed on injured reserve. I have my doubts we see him at all the rest of the season. So now this opens up how the offense could look for the Los Angeles Rams. Not that it's going to be better by any means, but more targets to go around. When you have one guy who's averaging like 13 a game out, they're still going to pass. So Ben Skoranek, I would guess, is the PPR sensation in this spot. Probably project like five to seven targets for him. Nice pickup, $3,900 on DK if you like him. The deep threat is going to be Van Jefferson. He's been worked in more and more and more. We still know that the Saints are out their primary corner and Marshawn Lattimore. I could see shots down the field with Van Jefferson if you're looking to play a home run in this spot. Wendell Robinson, no word yet as of this recording on whether or not he's going to play. Leaning towards out for him? That means more Slayton. Richie James is back in our life. So not a great situation. You can use Slayton in that spot, though. And on DraftKings, you can use him in stacks with Daniel Jones if you really feel the need to do that. Devontae Adams is likely going to play with that abdomen injury. No word yet on Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. They've been practicing in a limited capacity. And that's Sunday Night Football. So if you have the guts to wait, you better have a backup in place. Like DeAndre Carter and his ribs issue, he's going to play. So if Mike Willie or if Keenan Allen ends up sitting, you'll want to play DeAndre Carter. If Mike Williams ends up sitting, you're going to bump down Josh Palmer because he's a much better fill-in for Mike Williams. He's much better fill-in for Mike Williams. So if Williams is out, play Josh Palmer. If Keenan Allen is out, play DeAndre Carter would be the way that I would look at it because Palmer has not been good filling in for Keenan Allen because he's not a slot guy. He's not a crisp route runner. He's the outside guy much like Mike Williams is. Russell Gage, obviously he's not he's not questionable on his bye, but we'll see how he is when he returns. Josh Reynolds in his back got in some limited work this week. We'll see whether or not he can play. If you need a flyer and he is out, then Khalif Raymond, you can kind of fire up again for minimal points, but you know, he's in that like three, four for 50 range type. If you need points in a PPR format, that's how we're going to be looking. Dallas Goddard has been placed on injured reserve, so he is out for, again, at least four weeks in this spot. No Eagles back up to really consider this week. We'll see how that situation shakes out. Uh, I think it's just more A.J. Brown or even Zach Pascal over anything. Gerald Everett is likely going to play for the Chargers. Good news. David Njoku likely going to play as well. Njoku ranked inside the top 10. Everett number 12 at tight end for the week. If you hit the rankings down in the description right now, Ertz out for the season. Trey McBride would be the pickup, but I think you can do better than that on the waiver wire, but you might want to be waiting for, let's say, Mark Andrews, who is a true game time decision in a big spread. So this is difficult. I mean, if Andrews plays, you're going to play Andrews, but he could be limited he could play for a little bit. They get up by a bunch. Then he sits out the rest of the game. It's a dicey proposition on Mark Andrews, but still, I'd, it's tight end. If you have Mark Andrews, you need to take that chance. Uh, Jelani Woods out for the Indianapolis Colts as well. Quarterback's a little bit tougher. Lamar Jackson in his illness is likely to play. Same with Matt Stafford. He is past concussion protocol, so he is going to be in. P.J. Walker is out. As I mentioned, Faker Mayfield is in for the Carolina Panthers, so bad news for their offense and everyone involved. Then you have Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy is likely to play, but will he play if Kyler Murray plays? Obviously, he will not, but we don't know about Kyler's hamstring. This is a Monday night game. I would try to avoid this situation as much as I could and just kind of find better options out there. There are capable streamers this week on the waiver wire. You want to find out who those are? Hit the rankings down in the description. 
easy stuff. Sub to the newsletter, prizepicks.com, code MMN to get your match deposit up to $100. That link is down in the description as well. And that will do it for me. Smash the like on the way out. Sub to the channel. A ton of holiday coverage, condensed holiday coverage. Thanksgiving specific coverage coming next week. So a lot going on on Mayo Media Network. And I hope you have a very happy lead up to the holiday and then a very happy long weekend after the holiday. All right, we'll be here for you if you need to kill some time with your family. I'm Pat Mayo. Good luck this week. I'll see you next time. Yeah!